Blog Talk Radio. This is Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes. With your hosts, Jay and Dre. Sunday night, February the 17th, 2019. I'm Dre, he's Jay. We know everyone is so interested in in the NBA All-Star Game, but we're going to take your attention away for one hour, just a little bit, to talk about the actual interesting, exciting NFL news of the weekend. You know, the NFL, they just have to have the, the spotlight. They can't let any other sport get the spotlight to themselves. They have to stand up and say, we've got some news, we've got something interesting and important to discuss and to talk about. And it's the big settlement. It's the collusion case that Colin Kaepernick had against the National Football League. He and Eric Reed, and the settlement came down. The news came down Friday that they uh, settled the case out of court. That's out of the, the court system completely. It's a confidentiality agreement, and it's all sewn up and wrapped up, and it's over with. And Jay is actually the one that suggested to me that we get on and discuss it this weekend because if we wait till next weekend, this is the Oscars show next weekend, and we, we might have a little time to discuss it a little bit afterwards, but this might be a little more important. This might actually be worth discussing and having an entire show over. So, Jay, uh, where we're here, we're going to actually talk about some news on the actual weekend that it happens instead of waiting a week or two like we normally do. Yeah, and that's the beauty of the system that we have once the NFL season's over, where one of us can just, you know, we, we talk about how we do it. Every once in a while, you kind of get the itch. And this morning, I I had woken up, and it was like we were now into, like, the second day. You know, it, it, this came down Friday afternoon, Friday late morning, Friday early afternoon, and then you kind of had a day for everything to ferment, and then Sunday morning, and I'm sitting there, and we're getting ready to eat breakfast, and you know, it's still going and, you know, and I'm, I'm following like things on Twitter and I'm watching some of the reaction and I'm watching some of your reaction to other people's reactions. I'm like, okay, this is probably, you know, with the social media world that we live in now, this, by the time we actually got around to doing a show and talking about it, it will have been forgotten. Mm-hmm. And which is the whole, definitely point, be old. which is the whole point of dumping this on a Friday in February, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. You, you couldn't. This is this is a government move. What the NFL was able to pull off yesterday, <laughs> the late the late afternoon Friday news dump, so that by the time Monday rolls around, and you know you'll have the NBA All Star Weekend, you nobody will care about this anymore come Monday. So I, I had a feeling like if we if we didn't do the show and talk about it, it would have all of a sudden become, yeah, you remember that thing that, that happened a month ago? Any any thoughts on that? And I have a feeling it may have even diluted our thoughts about it if we had waited too long to talk about it. So in typical Kings and non sequitur fashion, we just said, well, let, what the hell? Let's, let's just, let's just toss a show up there and, uh, and keep it topical. No, you're right. That's, that was exactly the motivation for doing something like that. I mean, in case you haven't heard there, there's a national emergency, so no one's going to pay attention to this thing. I mean, come on. The, the, the nation is, is under an emergency crisis. I mean, this is nothing, right? So I've got my I've got my rations and and my flashlight, <laughs> and yeah. I've got it all ready to go. I got my go bag ready. It's all packed. Canned goods, 
Yeah. With your bottles of water and mm-hmm. got, got everything ready to go. I got uh, my, so yeah. my, light, my, my life straw, you know. <laughs> Isn't that the thing that you can, like, drink piss out of a river and it'll still be clean water? I don't think I'll be investing in that. Um, I, I, I don't doubt that it's effective, but I, I just it's not for me. Just, just not yeah. for me. Uh, so this is our pop-up show. This is one of our uh, pop-up shows that we throw up. We got our yeah. uh, regularly scheduled Oscar show next weekend, like I said, with Dave, the movie expert. He says he's going to be on board for that. Um, we got our baseball preview show later on, uh, the WrestleMania preview show. We got all that regularly scheduled stuff in our off-season, but this was not on the schedule at all. This uh, this came up, like you said, Friday afternoon, sort of a, a news dump type deal. The 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 joint statement that was issued by the NFL and the lawyers for uh, Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick, uh, it was it was brief and it was uh, it wasn't exactly chock full of details and it, it didn't seem like something that uh, uh you know a whole lot of people wanted to discuss or have a, a whole lot to say about uh, as far as the, the the parties involved. You know, I I, I think Colin Kaepernick has been very quiet. Uh, all of this broke out. I don't think he expected all the attention uh, and Eric Reed either. Um, so I, I don't think he, he really wanted to have much to say on the, on the subject to begin with. And the NFL certainly doesn't want to talk anything about this. So the, the, the statement was basically said the, the parties have decided to resolve the pending grievances and there will be no further comment. And there's a confidentiality agreement and that's supposed to be the end of that. And, they would hope that nobody would ever talk about it again. That's pretty much the, the, the hope when you do something like that. But of course we would, we've got opinions on it. Like you said, I've had opinions on it on Twitter. A whole lot of other people uh, have had opinions on it. So uh, it's definitely going to be talked about and it's, and it's going to be talked about for long after this weekend too, because this is something that's, you know, it's, it's really in the pantheon of like all time things that happened in the NFL. This is, going to be right up there. It may not seem like it at the moment, but this is huge. When the, when the NFL basically admits that they, yeah, we, we kind of colluded when they, it's a tacit uh, uh, admission of guilt like that. Uh, that's huge. That is, that is unbelievably huge. And there's going to be huge ramifications uh, coming from this from a long time. I'm not as positive on that part as you are. I think this was very calculated on the part of the NFL, not just with the timing of it, uh, the key word in all of it was the confidentiality. Basically, the and then even the money is just sort of rumored, where it's 60 to 80 million, I think, is the number that's out there. But if that's the cost of silence for the NFL, that that's the raindrop. And the thing that is, you know, and, and every, yes, I mean, there's there's definitely going to be the camp that says the Kaepernick won. This is the big win for social justice. But the side that's that's not being thought about here is the side that the NFL now does not have to go to court. Emails, texts, phone calls, proof does not have to be be shown. I think the NFL was destined to lose this all along, and we've been talking about this since this was all coming up, right? Every time we'd see a Nathan P- Nathan Peterman or Mark Sanchez or Josh Johnson or or any of these like substandard NFL quarterbacks go out and flail around, I mean, we invariably almost talked about really There's more proof these of guys, collusion. These guys can play. I mean, really, all all Kaepernick's defense team. Um, or it wouldn't be the defense team. All their, the, the, their they would be the, the the people pushing the matter. So all their tape had to be exhibit A would just be like a highlight reel of the Buster quarterbacks that have been playing um, since this all went down and Kaepernick's been sort of blackballed from the league. 
and they'd, they'd win. I think the, so. They were always destined to win because there was clearly an effort. Uh, the mealy-mouthed explanations of the coaches as to how Kaepernick just didn't fit in and these buster guys did. Like, well, this guy knows our system better. And then the guy would go out there and like throw like four picks the next day. Well, hey, fit our system. Um, <laughs> Your system is to throw interceptions to the other team. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the NFL basically is – they're paying for handling this all wrong. I mean, I, I was on record – on this show, because we've been doing this show long enough that we were doing the show during his playing days, Colin Kaepernick, and clearly the league had caught up with him. The skill set was eroding. I mean, the NFL would have probably, and these teams possibly may have saved a lot of money just letting him play himself out of the league, because that was clearly the way it was going. Or he could have revitalized his career and, and had a renaissance and brought more money into the league. Um, but the NFL basically overreacted to the backlash to his protest and decided that, that, you know, this shit ends right now. And they pretty much tried to, I mean, I don't know if you'll get this reference. Uh, you don't really watch like uh, superhero movies, but they, they pretty much tried to, to Thanos snap him right out of the league, you know, and uh, that, that's basically, that's basically what they have done. Uh, there, there, there's talks that maybe he'll be back, but this, this money that they paid, and everyone's going to stay. This is a this is a big win, it, because the the suit was dropped. The NFL does not have to change the way that they do business. The fact that Kareem Hunt can get signed by an NFL team, right? But Colin Kaepernick can't get a job. I don't think that is a victory for Colin Kaepernick and social justice. This is a victory for the NFL. A, a weekend or two weeks, a, a short period of bad publicity. I don't think the NFL cares about that. They're, the erosion of the NFL is going to come more from the the on-field problems, the bad product on the field, right? The bad officiating. Those things are going to do way more damage to the shield um, in the long run where people just sort of lose interest, uh, where we just went through at the lowest-rated Super Bowl in two decades – and it was a bad game. So not only was it a bad matchup, it was a terrible game. So you didn't even have, like, it was the meh, right? Instead of Super Bowl L-I-I, it should have been Super Bowl M-E-H. No, we're, we're just still waking up from that Super Bowl. That's how terrible that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't have to play the, don't play the lullaby music again. <laughs> so while I agree that, at the, that, that for the short term, the, the, the Twitterverse and... The social justice crowd are all going to claim that this was the big victory for Kaepernick, and, and and he has prevailed. I think in the long run, the NFL, by buying the silence of the players, by not having to release what their methods were, they they can we can we can say it's a, a tacit admission of guilt, but there's 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 still nothing. As far as we know, this nobody won this case. This case never went to trial. They were never found guilty of anything. They basically just bought silence, paid off the paid enough money to the people to shut up and go away. And I don't honestly think in the long run that it really changes much. See, the reason I think it's a bigger deal is because I guess I never thought in my wildest dreams that the NFL would be that uh would not be so arrogant as to see this through. I thought they were going to see this all the way to the end because I never thought that they would concede oh, anything. Right. No, they were going to lose. I, I th honestly, I think the fact that they did concede means that 
they knew they were toast. Like there was an email or there was someone on tape. I mean, right. They had to know that the evidence was not in their favor, especially when you had all these teams, how many different teams, every time a quarterback got hurt would go out and somebody would say, you know, no, no, he's not right for us. So, so all, all you got to do is have an email out there or a phone call out there, somebody who was willing to testify. That's a lot of people because I mean, clearly he was a free agent. Anybody could have signed him at any time. And there were teams that clearly had the needs for somebody with his ability. I mean, I don't think he was a top tier starting quarterback anymore, but he was maybe a bottom third of the league starter by the time his career was, you know, had, had shortened, shortened career had ended. He was either a really good backup or a middling lower tier starting quarterback. I don't know if you disagree with that, but that's about where I would have had him pegged like a solid, solid backup or a 20 to 32 ranked starter. I completely agree with that. And that's why it was so ridiculous that he wasn't getting a job because a middling starter should absolutely get a chance over Nathan Peterman and Tom Savage. 100%. This is why he was going to win. This is why they had to buy his silence and, and, and erase this all because basically by also by virtue, what's, what's not mentioned was by virtue of them settling in order to settle, he had to drop his suit. So now there's no case. Now there's no nothing. They just basically gave him a bunch of money to go away. Right. And I really didn't think that they would do that. And I also have read that it's, it's been speculated that as part of that settlement that uh, he's not going to, uh, you know, have a new suit or have any new action against him for continuing to keep him out of the league. That there's probably something written in there where he's he understands that he's never going to get another chance in the NFL. Because if you don't have some language like that in there, then the next day after that suit is settled, he gets to have another uh, grievance against the NFL for still not signing him because he's still better than. <laughs> Right. Every third stringer in the in the league and half of the second stringers. Right. No, I, I mean, honestly, we had we had made fun of him pretty mercilessly. At least I know I had. And I don't think you were that far behind me as to far as what the erosion of his skill set was. I mean, the era of the, you know, one read takeoff running for your life quarterback is a very short one in the NFL. Lamar Jackson, if he does not learn how to read defenses, is going to be Colin Kaepernick in a few years, right? be on his way slowly out of the league because if if the first guy is not open and the next reaction is you're going to take off and run, you're going to get you get murdered. And Kaepernick had already. He already had a bum shoulder that he couldn't throw the football anymore. So basically he was just – he was like a wildcat quarterback towards the end there. And you could see that it was it was nearing the end, you know, and that he was basically going to be holding on onto a clipboard and collecting a paycheck. And, hey, no shame in that. But the NFL should have let him take that path versus obviously deciding for him as a league and then as individual teams, like, you better not sign this guy. So something, depending on how high it went, there, there's evidence of this collusion somewhere that they, they, they would not have just settled just to make this go away. If they were in the right or they thought they were in the right, they're the NFL. They have unlimited funds. They could have fought him till the ends of the earth, right? There's something sure. out there. There's something out there. I just never thought that they would admit to that. Uh, yeah, our podcast is but old enough that we... That's the thing. 
they didn't admit to it. We, we, we infer that they admitted to it, but on the record, this is just all like nothing happened now. Yeah, it's like the Michael Jackson settlements with all the little kids that he sucked off. Oh, and I, I, I'm not admitting <laughs> that I sucked them off. I'm, I'm just giving them saying. millions and millions of dollars. That's right. yeah, not I'm saying. not saying. I'm just right. It's I'm like this, like Trump and all the porn actresses, right? I, I'm not saying that I did them dirty in any way, shape, or form. I'm just giving them bags of money for no reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, it is a tacit admission of guilt uh, to give millions of dollars to accusers in order to avoid court proceedings. And I again, I just never thought the NFL would do anything like that. But innocent people don't do that, though. That's that's the big point. Is uh, if you have right. nothing to hide, then you, yeah, you do go all the way to court, and you know you can bury Kaepernick in court forever because you have billions and billions of dollars because you're the NFL. But if you're not innocent, then you start looking for ways out. Eh, how much will yeah. it take for you to, to drop this? But how much? The, the NFL's positions, what, what was their position going to be? Okay, well, this is like baseball. You go to an arbitration, right? And you have to basically one side says I'm worth this much, and the other side and this not side says no, you're a piece of garbage. That's why we want to pay you less. It's almost like what the NFL was. You know, one of their defenses was that Kaepernick wasn't a good enough player to be in the league. Well, that's just laughable. He was good Absolutely. enough to at least have a. He was good enough to have a roster spot on a 53-man roster on one of the 32 teams in the league. So that's you lose on that one. That that would have been proven. I mean, even statistically, his last season, which was when you on the eyeball test, just did not pass. It was an absolute disaster. Statistically, he actually played uh, I by the numbers. I mean, the games he played were ugly. I remember that game he played in Soldier Field against the Bears. Yes. Was that the Matt Barkley game? Yes, where he passed uh, like believe, four times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, four four passes for like a net negative twenty seven yards after all the sacks. I mean, you could be, that was like the Brady Quinn done moment. But even after that, we've seen worse. He still deserved to, to be in the league. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, however oh, bad yeah. that was, it wasn't Peterman. No, <laughs> no. So, and how many times in in the last two years have you and I? Every time one of these guys goes out there, one of us one of us is invariably going to be like, "What about you know?" I don't know. And, and every time a quarterback would get hurt, Kaepernick's name would come up, and nobody would uh, sign he, him. He, he, like you said, he's not right for our system. We need oh. Tom Savage. Or, or Brett Hundley, you remember that? Oh. When, when I, that was probably the most painful one. The most painful interview or speech was Mike yeah, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy got up and oh man, because he was a political guy. He probably, you know, I'm probably looking at this going like he probably wants him. I, I I don't dispute that there were teams that probably wanted to sign him, but because from the word from on high was you better not do this, right. Nobody did, you know, because well, the NFL All was the NFL was red ass came out. because the you know the estimated half a billion dollars that all the protests cost them, and you don't mess with the bank, right? You don't don't hit us in the wallet. Let let the bad officiating and the terrible product on the field do that. Yeah, there's only so much they can do about uh, the bad officiating and all that. They're you know doing what they can with the refs, but. Uh, something like that with the protests. Oh well, you know, we'll we'll, we'll definitely have to find a way to curtail that and, and cut that off. And that's why yeah. it, it was so infuriating the way they decided to go about this. 
and we both, uh, however our philosophies may differ, we're both on the same side of the NFL handled this terribly from the beginning and cost themselves mm-hmm. unnecessarily millions and millions of dollars that they didn't have to cost themselves, and that was right. Uh, and, and you know, and it wasn't an issue of it wasn't an issue of whether or not you agreed with what he was doing or not. It, it wasn't worth it. That, exactly. that I think was was ultimately the thing was if okay if he wants to kneel during the national anthem, and and he wants to do that, I mean obviously there wasn't a First Amendment issue that was that was because this was a workplace related incident you don't have those same rights on the job as you have the, the NFL says you don't do that and you do that well then that's a workplace violation suspend him fine him do something but but don't deny him his right to work. Or stop and listen to what he's saying and work with them. That that's always yeah, that was always was, an option. That was that was always an option too. But this is the NFL. You know, the NFL does not need you know the the the, the hubris and the the size of the NFL is not. They're not they're not going to just stop and listen for you know for anything like that. And they're still not going to. That's why I, that's why I don't think that this is really going to ultimately change a whole lot. It may not, but it may. I, I think that it's. I, I guess I'm still just stunned that they even went this far. So that, therefore, I'm thinking in the future, maybe you know, when I think about future protests, uh, there's still going to be athletes that kneel next year. There's still going to be uh, protests in the future, perhaps. Uh, you know, Eric Reed did sign a new contract with the Panthers uh, after. Uh, they brought him in, and they discovered, oh look, he can still play football, which he always could play football at a damn high yeah, level. He just—he he was the obvious oh. proof as well, because his—he was more at the highlight, you know, not the, you know, of his career, right? Versus Kaepernick, a, who was, yeah, he was an upper level defensive back that was just sitting there, uh, kind of like Bryce Harper <laughs> sitting there in the in the right. street right now. It's it's kind of ridiculous, but. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was still uh, amazing that it, just the visceral reaction of ownership is was uh, is the reason why all of this happened. They they saw Kaepernick uh, going against America and, and taking the knee and taking a standing as America, and the, and the decision was to ostracize him and treat him basically the way they would treat anyone in their lives who expresses a dissatisfaction with how America basically treats black people. And that's how they would treat anyone. But this is not anyone. This is equal opportunity employment. You still have to pretend like you want to that you have to employ everybody with equal opportunity. You can't just ostracize somebody that's uh, working underneath you just because they express a dissatisfaction uh, with, with how things are going. Uh, but that's how they reacted. It's a, a Jerry Jones and uh, who's the dead guy in Houston, uh, McNair, uh, you know, leading the charge. Uh, Jerry Richardson and. Carolina, who's uh, got his own issues and wound up being uh, pushed out of ownership. Uh, but those are like the, the front force guys, the front line guys. Oh, we are not going to stand for this. We uh, absolutely believe in the things that our, our esteemed president, Donald Trump, is saying about get those sons of bitches out of football if they do something like that. They were all in lockstep with all of that. They all had the same Just Again, if they just stop. And listen to what Kaepernick was saying. Instead of having that visceral reaction, all of this would have been avoided. They, they handled it terribly from the beginning, um, and, and wound up costing them, like you said, this eighty million might be a drop in the bucket. By the way, that's allegedly. We we do have to say that that's correct. Uh, 
Mike Freeman of Bleacher Report was the first to tweet that uh, his sources were telling him that the settlement uh, was somewhere in the 60 to $80 million range. Of course, uh, the confidentiality uh, settlement or uh, agreement part of it says that we'll we'll never really know the true numbers there. Yeah. So no, I yeah, I, I I don't so I don't think we're 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 terribly far apart. Um, I, you see you see more light at the end of the tunnel here. I think I'm taking the more cynical approach. I, I'm looking at this as more of a this is just the machine, just you know grinding grinding you up and spitting you out, and the machine won't stop. Now I had a lot of. Uh issues with some of the people uh on twitter that and and it, it's my fault for for uh getting prickly about some of the stuff that was being said because these are nobodies who are expressing opinions and and really not very bright on the situation and on the subject and it's you know taking me off and, and and triggering me i guess i was being triggered i was a little snowflake on some of these things but it's still just uh, infuriating <laughs> when you know when people just start to, oh, he's sold out. He, he so so much for principle. And, and, and honestly, I don't know where you're fight. I haven't seen that. I have seen. I saw a lot of it the day that it was that a Friday that, uh, evening when it went down. I, and that's why that's why I, I mean I made a comment you know about you know a lot of the what I was seeing is like the straw man arguments you know just the, let's just let's just throw the straw man out there so we can knock it down really easy. So I was seeing all of the reaction. You know, well, to the people who say this and to the some people, you know, the Fox News way of doing things, right? You know, to set up the argument so that you can knock it down really easy. But I wasn't actually seeing the people who were calling him the sellout, at least, at least not in like the news. I mean, I, there's a lot of news articles and everything that I was scrolling through and everything. And as I'm going through all the news, every once in a while, there'd be an article that would be like, well, you know, the, the, you know, the, this is to the people who think he sold out, but then you wouldn't actually get any of the like who the people were. So it really, yeah. really felt like it was just an ar- you know arguments being set up to knock down. Now, if there were like ten idiots on Twitter, there's just going to be idiots on Twitter. That that's never going to yeah. end. I got to talk you off. The, I got to talk you down off the Twitter ledge every once in a while because it, there's always going to be idiots. There is. After every 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 big event, there's going to be somebody who's stupid. I mean, the worst thing ever could have happened, and you could have a troll who's just going to, with a fake account, say, "Hey, this was a great thing," you know, just to get a rise out of people. But I, I wasn't getting the reaction that he sold out. I I personally don't think he sold out. He settled a lawsuit. That's what you do. And whatever you think of it, it's it's eighty million dollars. It's reportedly. Eighty million dollars, and uh, allegedly, and even well, we if it's don't know not if that's that, because we don't know what Eric Reed's take was. Right, we don't the know if that's part of reportedly between sixty and eighty million. We don't know if that was sixty to eighty divided up between the two of them, you know, or how that was apportioned. We don't even know if that's the the proper number. We don't know if that's the right number. We don't know how much of that yeah. the attorneys get. We don't, we don't know a lot of things, but. Let's say it's not even eighty million. Let's let's say after attorneys fees and all that, let's say it's like yeah. ten or twenty million. I yeah. still want all of these trolls that are ta- that were calling him a, a sellout and whatnot to tell me the, about the times that someone offered them ten or twenty million dollars and right. they said, "Yeah, I'm gonna turn this down because of I, I'm gonna stand by my principles." Fuck all y'all and your principles. That was my. That's what. And again, it is my fault for for them getting a rise out of me and people like right. me. And and I'll tell you where you 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 weren't going to see those opinions in the news because you weren't seeing them reputable people, people who 
have a reputation and who have some credentials aren't going to be calling him a sellout. They, they weren't writing stuff like that. It was the, a lot of the Twitter trolls. And what was happening was I was seeing a lot of the people that I follow who were commenting on the Kaepernick settlement were retweeting some of the trolls that were t- calling myself out and saying these things about him. And that's where I was seeing it. It wasn't that, I was, that I'm following a lot of people on Twitter who were saying that. It's right. that I was, I'm following a lot of people who are getting people who are, are hate following them who were saying that. And not only were they saying stuff like that, but then you couldn't even find what they were saying because complete piece of shit cowards and taking their tweet down after it got replied to and blown up and made fun of like it's supposed yeah. to. So you, if you, even if you went to go look for it, you'd see a lot of this tweet is not available because whoever the loser is took it down, or it might just be a Russian bot. You never know. Or a troll. You never know. It, it could just be somebody who said it just to get a rise out of people and fake accounts. And there's so much of that stuff that goes on out there. I think that's why I, I don't go down that rabbit hole. Um, you know, because the sellout angle is so, is so dumb. It, that doesn't make any sense. So that was one that I immediately just sort of dismissed. Like, oh, all these people who were saying he sold out. Well, who are all these people saying he sold out? People who deleted their texts, their tweets, because they knew they were stupid? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, so, that's pretty much yeah. what it was. Yeah. So, so the people who write the tweets that have to talk about the some people or to you people who say these things, shut up. You know, I can figure that out for myself. I, I don't I don't need the, the white knight mentality you know where, where, where somebody's got to be the oh look at me because i called out these people i'll never these faceless nameless social media people for saying something that uh, is blatantly false and ridiculous even to begin with it's like that that's where the problem comes from is that by even saying that by even having to waste the time to move your fingers to tweet something out like that about to those people means it got to you yeah it did Sometimes it does. Every now and then something gets to me, and, yeah. and I gotta. I feel like right. I gotta but respond not even to, to you. Is. Not not to you, the people, because you were in so much tweeting things out as you were res- like liking the tweets of the people who were saying those things. That's okay. It's really easy to hit the little heart button. But the person who <laughs> writes the paragraph about, oh man, how outraged they have to, it's like you. Yes, we get it. You're outraged. There are people who just live in perpetual outrage. That's fine. You can find them all out all over Twitter, right? Like their whole, it's, it's the outrage, it's the outrage society now. Let's just move from outrage to outrage. So now we're on the Kaepernick outrage, and next week we'll be on some other outrage, and then we'll just keep going. And even, you know what, uh, even after Trump is gone, it won't stop. Because it didn't, it didn't start when he got elected, and it won't stop after he's gone, so it's not a Trump thing. Well, it, it is a Trump thing, because it's the stuff that he's doing, but there is outrage before him and after him. That's That part is true. Absolutely. So I can... Only imagine, though, the people that I'm following that were feeling the need to respond to. I can only imagine how many people were getting back to them immediately. He was sellout. <laughs> he did this. Yeah. He did. It probably just was like an avalanche of trolls right. like that, because that's what some of those people live for is moments like. And because those, you can imagine the, the type of people that were against Kaepernick right from the beginning. He's anti-American. He's against the troops and all that stupid shit. You can imagine how those people right. felt when they read. Friday afternoon that this guy got $80 million from the NFL for being blackballed. 
that probably completely exploded their brain. They probably just oh sure and, and immediately had to start going after the the people that were all outside of this that Kaepernick was blackballed and should not have been uh, ostracized and immediately had to start tweeting. What is this? I thought he was a principal. Uh, he was going to fight this all the way through. I thought he just wanted to play football and that's all this is all about because they have to rationalize it that way in their brains. And yeah, it, it really does get to you after a while. If you, I'm, I can only imagine because I'm not ever going to have that kind of vitriol uh, tweeted at me because I'm not important enough. But the people that I follow who are important enough that get this all the time, uh, Jamel Hill just gets it all the time, up and down, day and night. And and like most of the stuff that she retweets, the guy immediately this tweet is not available. And yes, it is. Uh, uh, you know, a little thin skin on her part to respond to, well, to the trolls like that all the time. If you honestly believe that she's doing all of that, and that's not somebody who, like, works for her doing most of that, then you're the naive one. If you really think she's just sitting there with her phone up to her face looking for this stuff, I mean, I hope she's not. Not 24 some, but you know, every now and then, sure she no, is. There's, there, that's got to be a staff or, or, or an underling or somebody who works, you know. I'm just, that's just my suspicion. Perhaps, but I should, or I, I should rather say my hope, because <laughs> a woman's going to have a heart attack in the next five years if she has that much hate and outrage and just. Oh! I don't think she's sitting there at dinner with her fiance. Oh my God, someone else came at me. But I think if she's got you know thirty <laughs> minutes of downtime, she probably is responding to some, to some of these people. But I, just, I, I would hope that these higher profile people have 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 staff that do this type of stuff. This is kind of a new thing, though. The whole uh, people can immediately contact you as a you know sort of a celebrity and, and tell you exactly how they feel. This is still oh, sure. relatively new, so this it probably is a lot of them probably is really the the, the real people that are reading this and responding to it. Uh, now, maybe ten, twenty years from now, they're all going to have staffers doing it for them or whatnot. But yeah, and you get minor like minor celebrities or get into Twitter wars with each other. Or somebody calls out somebody, and then it becomes a Twitter war. It's like, oh, this is this is why I I I, will, I am more of a reader. I will actually I'll go on my Twitter, and and I won't put much out there, but I'll read it. You know, I'll see what's mm-hmm. going on, and I have my handful of things that I'll follow, and it's it's real. It's real generic. Like some video games, not not a whole lot of other stuff. And every once in a while, I make the mistake of thumbing sideways over to the news tab and that's the rabbit hole because <laughs> you just and because every article will have its own certain number of tweets and hits and then the, it's like the farther down the deeper down you get into the comment section it, yeah at some point you just stop it's like i can't i can't read this anymore no yeah no, because I, it basically ends up becoming a version of know you the old the, old, the good old-fashioned you know no you, oh, yeah the letter you well your mama yeah. Yo mama, right. The other part is the yo mama is basically at some point it's just going to become a variation of, you know, know you or I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> or or I'm yo glad, mama. I'm glad the rap beefs are, are on Twitter now instead of in the streets. I, I will say that much. <laughs> We'd probably have more live uh, you know, rappers that were alive if that was the case. Yes, uh, Tupac and Biggie will still be with us if they were beefing on Twitter and, and, and not actually in the streets. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it just uh, you know more than one person was saying that stuff about him, and and, and it did get to me, and it did get to a lot of the other people because we're because we're just sitting there like, what what are you talking about? How do well, you possibly so spin that? 
Right. How do you look at that and and put the blame somehow on Kaepernick? It's like, no matter what would happen in this case, some people would just spin it off. And it's his fault. It's something that he did wrong. And now the settlement is, oh, that's bad because he's he's sold out. It's right. I mean, that the, he does with. I mean, nobody, nobody. I don't. I don't think anybody more than myself has hit the NFL for the faux patriotism back. You know, the snapback of all the faux patriotism. That, I mean, I've even been pointing it out to you, like, oh, you know, I didn't see this. Almost like it's subliminal, you know, where, where you got the Fox NFL guys all sitting on an aircraft carrier with all the flag. Oh, my God. It's so We just love our know, country so much. Oh, God. Yeah. Just look at so, Look at how much we love America. Right. Hey, you know what? I, 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 nobody, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy a good old fly. I enjoy a flyover before a game. You get that rush, you get, you know, and I, I appreciate it more for the spectacle of it. It's not one of those things where I, I see a flyover, it's like, oh, my heart swells with, with patriotism. <laughs> you know, so so I'm not taking any angle on this where it's, you know, got to be the, the, the overly the overly patriotic angle. I was having this conversation at work, and I don't want to tie, tie in Colin Kaepernick to 9-11, but I'm going to make an analogy here, which was the snapback, right? So 9-11 had just happened. And what happened right after that? All of a sudden, everywhere you went, everybody had the American flags out, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And everyone had their flags out, and they were putting them out every morning, or putting them out in front of their businesses, and they were wearing their lapel pins, and they were doing all that. And, you know, I, I refused. I, wouldn't, I wasn't going to put a, a flag pin on. I wasn't going to put a flag out in front of my house. And, you know, and people would ask, and I was asked, you know, why, 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 why don't you do that? Because everybody would be talking about it, and I would be like, I didn't do that. Well, well why not? I said, because... Because someday I'm going to stop doing it. Because there will just have been, right? What's the point? Sure. Because what's the point of wearing the wearing the little United States pin? One day I'm just going to get up and I'm not going to do it. Does that make me less American or does that mean I love my country less because I didn't go out and put the flag? So <laughs> that was my, my whole point about it. And so with the NFL, the, the, the overreaction and the snapback to all the Kaepernick stuff with, with the kneeling and, and the protesting. And it, it was so far the other way. And then it was like sucking in um, the thing like with the Steelers, where you had the Steelers that were all going to stay in the tunnel. But then the guy who was like the army vet actually came out and, you know, right. stood for the flag. And then he had to like almost apologize for doing it. So, so it was almost I, like, uh, uh, that's correct. That's the gentleman. And so he was like, the, the the army guy goes out and he stood for the flag because that's what he believed in his heart and that's what he was about and he was in the army and you know that's what he did and so just as wrong as it was to to the vilify Kaepernick it was wrong for the Steelers and Mike Tomlin because they totally threw that guy under the bus and then he had to come out with the mealy mouth toll like well I, I didn't understand and then the whole team I thought was running out so I was just kind of all left out there by myself like the guy actually had to apologize for being patriotic this whole thing was so stupid. From the beginning, and the easiest solution would have been for the NFL to just kind of let's let it go, let this guy play himself out of the league because that's clearly the trajectory he was on, and we would not be here today in this situation at all. And maybe, just maybe, to your point, it would have created some some positive change or some positive conversations because just gets just the fact that it gets people talking is good, but the aftermath of everything had got it it, it got to be cartoonish. And here we are, and now they're just tying a neat little bow on it and giving people some money to shut the hell up and go away. 
and getting talking is good if, if people are willing to listen to each other. If you're not to listen to the other side, then it doesn't really be good. No, and you could. There, there were plenty of people who reacted to this, which would your your people burning jerseys and your mouth breathers. But you can have that. There's no different than the Twitter idiots. Well, that's that's true. That's, people who are just mystified. See, you you have more faith, I think, in people than I do. I I, I accept the fact that there's just going to be stupid, asinine people out how there. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you say that I have more faith in people than you do? What the hell? Why would you say something like that about me, man? Come on. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, because you're the one who always seems so constantly surprised by idiocy lately. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is shocking to you. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> I am a little In your little old bit. age, you've become more, you've, 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 you've developed some more faith in humanity, I guess, than I am. I've always just kind of been the same, I'm just cynical. It's not that at all. I'll tell you exactly what it is. I'm so antisocial that I didn't know there were quite this many dumb fucks in the world <laughs> until I got on social media. And and every time I see another one, I'm like, oh, my God, somebody believes that? Really? Oh, my God. Another one? What? Oh. <laughs> I that have the, that I is have the, a little surprise. I have the virtue of having lived in a lot of places in the country. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't matter where you go. It's always there. Ugh. Well, um, I, I wanted to get your opinion on uh, Kaepernick himself and, and his uh, potential legacy out of all of this. Yeah, At the end, I don't know yeah. if you have any opinion on that. Well, uh, you know, I, I naturally, I've been down on him over the years, not because of the kneeling. I, I, I found him to be a bit of a shameless self-promoter. You know, I bagged on him pretty hard with the whole storms coming thing. That was immediately what I texted you. Yes. <laughs> after he won the money. nothing. I didn't send you anything else. I mean, I, I, I tweeted to you just nothing but the actual hashtag that he created, the Storm's Coming one with the with the seven instead of the T. So I even did it perfect. Um, <laughs> sadly, when I hashtagged that, though, it did not fill in automatically on Twitter. So I'm guessing that that was a failed uh, ad campaign on his part after the, the tweet that he sent out with the, the, the dying Hurricane Harvey victims. Um so yeah, I was a little – I've been down on him a, a bit over the years. Um, legacy? Eh, yeah. I mean, this will be – this is this is a black eye for the NFL. This is, a, this is a blip on the radar. This will come up. This is probably going to be more Hall of Infamy type stuff down the road than it's ever going to be the NFL, you know – recognizes it. You know, maybe maybe get a 30 for 30 on this from ESPN in a few years, but that's going to be about it. Will he make it back into the NFL? He should. Should have been there the whole time. I don't know if he's a starter. He's not worth $20 million a year, which is reportedly what he asked the AAF, which was like, whatever. You're not, I mean, you're not worth $20 million in the NFL. You're not going to get $20 million in an upstart league. Um so, See, I think that I think was that fake was, news because that doesn't even make sense that you would ask for that from a start. No, or, that's, or, I, or that's just, or that's just a middle finger to those guys, or it was a joke, you know, because you can't make jokes anymore. <laughs> yeah, that'd you be know, a pretty funny it's, joke. Yeah, yeah, it's pay me twenty million a year. I'll think about coming over, but immediately <laughs> it gets put on to like outrage. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I honestly, I think, I think that at this point. Somebody should sign him to, to a backup contract. I don't think he's going to get signed as a starter. He's been out of the league for too long or an invitation to camp. It, it's, I think it's going to happen. I mean, Eric Reed's still playing football. I mean, he's got, he takes like a piss test every five hours, but he's still in the NFL. 
Well, Eric Reed's pretty damn good at his job. That's again, that was the yeah. more uh, egregious uh, uh, person left he out had on the more street. More of a beef than Kaepernick. Kaepernick for exactly. a while there towards the end, you could have been like, okay, where. We're early on in this process, and what's not talked about much was that one of the defenses of the NFL wasn't that Kaepernick was a bad player. It's that he had priced himself out of the league, that his value of self-worth was too high, that he was basically his contract demands were too high, which I could buy. He clearly has a high sense of self-worth. Um, so that's, that's proven. That's out there. But he's not a wife beater. He doesn't women in elevators. He's not a drug guy. He's not a weed guy. By every by every measure, he's a, a upstanding citizen. Be and back in the league if he did all of those things. <laughs> if Kaepernick Kaepernick is just go out tomorrow and and, and 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 smack some hoes around, and he'll be back in the NFL next week. So long as he doesn't need. No. The, the, <laughs> the rehabilitation tour for Colin Kaepernick. Drugs. Maybe he'll maybe he'll maybe he'll have a a, have a gun in his waistband that's a little too loose and shoot himself in the leg. (laughs) Pull a plexico. Yeah. Uh. So no, I I I think he I think finally he may see some invitations to camp, but he's gonna have to suck it up. He's gonna have to eat a little pie, you know, crow here, little humble pie, because he's not getting a twenty million dollar contract or a ten million dollar contract. He's getting like the invitation to to camp type contract. Come in, prove it. Let's see what you got. It could be, I mean, it could be a team maybe strike some gold with him. Maybe he's rehabilitated that shoulder. He has clearly not taken a pounding the last few years. I mean, metaphorically he has, but he hasn't taken one, you know, physically. So if his body's in shape and he stayed in shape and he can come out and he's got the legs and he can read a defense, it, yeah, he could still I see play in the league. Absolutely. I'm going completely the opposite way on that one. I think there's like a less than 1% chance that he ever plays again. He's 31 now. He hasn't played NFL-level football in three or four years, whatever it is. Um, I don't know how much he even wants to anymore after all of this. With uh, you know, Think about how uh, the league treated him. We, there's so many things that were probably said to him that we'll never know uh, as far as ownership when he went around and tried to basically plead and beg his way back into the league when this first happened. Uh, I can only imagine some of the things that were said to him off the record. I don't know if I'd want to go back to the NFL uh, considering the the type of mentality that that a lot of those owners have. I don't know if I want to play for any of them. Um, And, and also I don't know if I want to play football anymore considering how much Kaepernick is doing now in the community and, and actually making social, the social change that he was talking about, like football obviously would take a lot away from that. I think he might be too deep into that world now. I I actually don't think he ever uh, plays again. And I don't uh, know if he even wants to, Uh, I think his legacy is going to wind up being in, in the social justice afterwards, after football, I think football is over. Um, And I've heard, I saw more than one person uh, in, in social media and whatnot, uh, say that not not the trolls, actual reporters and actual people of, of 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 intellect say that they could see Cap's legacy years from now uh, being much rosier and much more positively portrayed than it is right now. And they bring up uh, like Muhammad Ali, uh, oh, sure. which all of that stuff uh, that that he went through when he refused to uh, join the army when he was drafted. 
we didn't, you, of course, you remember, we're the same age. We never heard about that stuff uh, until he died, basically, because his legacy after we were born was of great boxer, Parkinson's, uh, too bad about that, but uh, one of the greatest, you know, greatest of all time, uh, celebrity, uh, just, you know, wonderful, wonderful guy. Look at, look at him. He's soft. He's cuddly. Everyone has to love Muhammad Ali. We never heard about the the draft dodger and all that stuff until after some of those trolls started coming out. Uh, So the legacy while he was alive afterwards, we weren't around when it was actually happening, when the, uh, uh, the Vietnam stuff was happening. So we don't know the the tenor of the, the vitriol that he was getting back then, but it definitely got much rosier 10, 15, 20 years afterwards. And then also with the guys uh, in the Olympics uh, in 68 that put their, their black fist up in the air, so Tommy Smith and John Carlos, uh, again, that was before we were born. We don't know what they were going through. Their reputation has been, as far as, I've concerned, as far as I'm concerned, it's always been, you know, hey, they, they were for the struggle and they, you know, did a gutsy thing and put their fists in the air. And, you know, it's, it's always been positive when you hear discussions about them. But when they were, when they did what they did, apparently they got a lot of shit for that. Uh, being oh, called sure. anti-American and, and stuff like that. And I never really heard any uh, of, of that stuff either. So I can absolutely see, I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I can absolutely see in 20 years, 25 years, Kaepernick is portrayed as, as a guy that used to play football, but went on to be, uh, do something much more important and, and help his, his people out and do social justice in the world. And a lot rosier than it is right now, because right now we're going through, we're living through the, the, the hate and the, the names that Kaepernick got called and the things that were said about him, um, and, and most of which, vast majority of which is vastly unfair and completely sure. ignores what he was trying to, to talk about and what conversation he was trying to start. But down right. the road, yeah, I can, I can see him being portrayed a, a lot more uh, altruistically than he is right now. Yeah, and when I was talking, I mean, I was talking at the beginning of the show, because I haven't really gotten to this aspect of it yet, because this is more of what you're talking about, which is as it pertains to legacy. You know, and I said that this was a little bit more of like a 50-50 proposition as far as who actually won. There are angles where the NFL could be looked at as being the perceived victor. Because you win, or because you can be, Kaepernick has been perceived to won, although I think in the cynical side, the NFL has won because of buying the silence and nothing was really going to change. From a legacy standpoint, Kaepernick is clearly the winner. He is a martyr now. And this is, to your point, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, he starts getting a little gray. He he now has, like, sort of the, you know, the gravitas that comes with having been through it. So he becomes almost like the – he can be a voice of a movement, but – and, you know, and then they'll always know that the NFL hosed him. I'm sure we'll get a movie about this someday – um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much of the behind the scenes we're ever going to get um, because of the confidentiality, but confidentiality don't need shit. This stuff's going to leak out eventually. There'll be a tell-all book. Something's coming. He'll, he'll write a book and disclose all of this in about 15, 20 years, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because by the time that he just decides, you know what, I really don't need that money anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with what I've got. He'll just tell all. The NFL will sue him for the money, and he'll be fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, this is all eventually going to come out someday. And, you know, and I, I think they had – I think his lawyers – he had good lawyers. They had the dirt on the NFL. There was, there was an article – at least I'm scrolling through all the news articles. You know, here's a news article. 
you know, Kaepernick's lawyers had evidence that was extremely, quote unquote, embarrassing to the NFL. I mean, I don't dispute that at all. I, I don't even look at that and go, yeah, that's a fake news article. I believe that 100%. I believe it, too. So, yeah, yeah he's, the, he's the winner on the legacy side. He's obviously in the right as, as so far as he still deserved to have a job or have the right to have a job. Yeah. If, if he doesn't have a job, it's because there's somebody who's better than him. That's it. Yeah. That should have been the end of the story. And to where his career was going, you know, in a league with, you know, maybe, what, 90 quarterbacks, if every team's got two to three quarterbacks, they probably got 90 quarterbacks rostered in the NFL. You're telling me he's not good enough to be in the top 90? He was, yeah, he was probably in the, like I said, 20 to 40 range as far as where I would have put, and hit, put him as far as when his skills had started to roll, which tells you how far he had dropped because he was a singular talent before the league figured him out. And it did, but that doesn't mean you still didn't deserve the chance. If RG3 could still have a job, right, <laughs> who's, who's, who's the same type of quarterback whose body had completely failed him and he still could get a job, there's no reason that Colin Kaepernick couldn't have had a job. So, yes, the legacy will be much more on his side I think uh, he will ultimately be looked at as the winner here, but I think from a business standpoint, from a from a protect the shield standpoint, the NFL did what they had to do. They had to grin and bear it. They had to take it in the ass for a weekend or two. They had to do this because otherwise they were going to lose. Then they were going to lose in court. Then this was going to get really ugly protests, signs, you know, all this stuff. Now just give him his money. Bye. Go away. Nothing to see here. Yep, it's a huge shit sandwich that they absolutely did not have to do. It's just terrible, terrible no. business by the No, and it doesn't hurt. It, I, I don't feel bad that they had to eat it at all. They, 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 they made their bed. They slept in it, right? Now they got to fix. Now they got to fix their own product. That's why we wanted to do the other part of the show, talking about the AAF, because you said you watched it the first week. I heard so many good things about it the first week that I watched it the second week, and it didn't. I didn't hate it. There's a ringing review. The AAF. Jason didn't hate it. I, I didn't hate it. It was on it. I had it on at work. It was on in the background. It was good enough that you could look up and see some plays. If you if you pretended in your mind that, you know, you were seeing real football formations and, and real football plays and calls that were mostly just as bad as some of the calls you see in the NFL. Uh, there's a game today I was watching. I forget who was playing. I think it was San Antonio. Was it, the, it was the first game. That was on today, yeah. So I was San Antonio, and some there was an pass interference call in the end zone where it was just blatantly not. But it was like, oh, okay, they 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 they're they're <laughs> infallible. They're they're not they're not infallible either. They can clearly screw this up where the where the offensive player just pretty much just run up, ran up and shoved the defender out of the way and got a DPI call. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> I see that still works. It works in every league apparently. Um, Go to play. Yeah, and there were and there was there were enough recognizable names, guys who were kind of NFL washups, guys who clearly weren't good enough to be in the NFL anymore, but they were sort of that if it was a baseball analogy, kind of like quad A guys, right? They're not triple A, but they're not quite good enough to be in the pros. So you weren't getting this like substandard product. You were getting better than a college product and maybe not as good as an NFL product, although you could have swapped out Though the two teams I was watch playing, I could have been Jaguars, Jets, oh no, Cardinals, Lions, <laughs> just as oh, easily. No. 
So <laughs> I, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. If, if it if it serves its purpose as being a like a developmental type league for the NFL, which is I think clearly the way it's being pushed, they're getting a lot of run. They're on CBS. They're on TNT. They're on uh, NFL Network. There's clearly money behind it. Uh, they got their eight teams. There, there's there's coaches that have uh, coaches' experience. So there's names that you've heard of there. Um, I like some of the rule changes. I know we can get we can get into some of that in the after show too. But uh, a lot of the differences with the rules are a lot. It's funny that they're striking while the iron is hot because it's almost like they're trying out the rules that the NFL has been rumored to be wanting to try for a while. And it, it, it and it's not a massive failure. So. I was expecting to see a complete shit show or have it go through the first weekend and hear nothing but, wow, geez, it's the XFL all over again. This isn't going to last. And I have to say 80 to 90% of what I heard coming out of that first weekend of the AAF was, was positive, that it wasn't a horrible product and that there were legitimately you know good plays and good players. And if you weren't expecting NFL quality football, but still wanted to be entertained, that you would be. Are you not entertained? Yeah. Uh, so, well, even when some, with something like this, where we did not ever discuss watching a, a second of the uh, AAF, um, we wound up watching no, the, different the first games. Thing, the, and, first, the first thing you knew about it was this morning when I texted you and said, I want to talk about Kaepernick and the AAF. You were probably like, okay. What? No, I didn't know you had, if you had watched any of it, but obviously you did if you had brought up uh, as a topic. Yep. Well, the first uh, time I watched I, it was yesterday. So right. I watched some of it on Saturday, and I was like, oh, okay, this is, might be worth talking about because this like, we kind of you know piggybacked on top of the positive press that I heard from the first week, and then I watched a little bit more today. And this is why it's, it's good to have the two different uh, viewpoints and two different opinions because I watched in the first weekend, but the game that I watched – uh, feature the team in Memphis. Uh, they were playing on the road at, I think it was Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and it wasn't that I planned to watch it. It was, I was channel flipping and came across it and said, Oh, it's the new football league. And it's the, the Memphis team, uh, which is coached by uh, you talking about the coaches and some players that you've heard of coached, of course, by uh, captain psycho coach psycho, uh, Mike Singletary. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll check this out a little bit. And uh, so the good and the bad is, is that the good is that it, it hooked me in that I picked it up somewhere in the middle of the second quarter and wound up watching until the end of the game. The bad is Memphis didn't score. They got shut out, and it looked about <laughs> as bad as you could possibly uh, – it looked like the XFL. And so that's – you got two different uh, viewpoints on it because my yeah. viewpoint of it is what was, oh God, this is terrible. This is about as bad as I thought it would be. Whoever the, uh, uh, you know, who the quarterback was from Memphis that was that was putting up a, a goose egg and wanted to shut. I heard it was Christian Hackenberg. Christian Hackenberg and Who's still yeah. has never won a professional football game, and doesn't deserve to because he sucks. So right. it depends on what game you watch that if you got a positive – because the game that I watched in the first week turned me off to the product. I didn't watch a second of it this week because I wasn't interested. <laughs> so it all depends on what Well, that's what funny because I think you watched the probably the worst game of the, the first one, yes. I, so I, your experience with it was, yeah, watching watching the worst of the four games 
and then the first the, the game I watched uh, first yesterday was Birmingham and somebody, and that was kind of a boring game. But there's boring games in the NFL. I mean, it just wasn't high scoring. It wasn't as compelling. The game that was on today was San Antonio and somebody else. Um, there's only eight teams you'd think I'd remember who it was. But it was San Antonio. It was It's not Orlando. Oh, yeah, maybe Orlando. Does that sound right? <laughs> Sounds right. Okay. But it was good. It was. It, it, it wasn't a bad game. It was a lot of back and forth, and I, I you know, in some of the um, the after show, we can talk about some of the the rule changes that I actually kind of like. All right, and we are yeah. now into that after show. Um, yeah, there was there was there was a pace and a snappiness to it. You know, a team scores, they have to go for two. Okay. Right. I, no I'm fifty-fifty on that one. I'm fifty-fifty on that one because I I actually like the extra point rule the way it is now. I, I like the longer extra point because it creates a lot more, you know, sort of like permutations in the score. You know, basically having a, this two-point conversion all the time just means you're always going to have six or eight, right? Right, takes an option six away. Six or eight, six or eight, six or eight all the time instead of six, seven, or eight because the 33-yard extra point is only about an 85% prop proposition, which is why the NFL moved it back. They didn't want to make it to be like a an all-the-time automatic, but when you missed one, it really could screw up a game. So I don't hate the longer extra point. Um, immediately turning around, though, and going to a uh, no kickoff. The other team just gets the ball at the 25. That's it. Right. That's I'm okay with that. It's oh, disorienting, okay. but I'm okay with it because think about the what what really slows down the NFL, right? Touchdown, commercial, commercial, kickoff, kickoff touchback, commercial. <laughs> yeah, you, so you wait through a whole commercial break for a touchback to then get another commercial break. And That's one hundred percent dribbling shits. <laughs> it, it, it was so awful. In the NFL's defense, they know that that was the drizzling shits, and they really have curtailed that in the last two years. Yeah. I, I've noticed a big difference. There's so that happens. That used to happen every game you watched in the NFL, and I'd say in the last two years now, that sequence because th- that only happens now if there was a really really long drive, and they're backed up on their commercials, and they got to get their spots in. So that <laughs> that's it's rare now. Sure. So I'd say now that happens like once every six or seven games that I watched that you had that occur even one time, whereas before it used to happen every game. So the NFL knew, knows that that sequence was just death, and they, they've, they've worked hard to get rid of that. So that, that's good on them. Right. So eliminating the kickoff, eh. I mean, so you have no more of the, like you can pit a team deep or you can kick it, you know, get the guy who's like really good at dropping it at like the one or the two yard line, or you'll never get a, a Ty Montgomery play where <laughs> you can fumble running out of the end zone. So you, you take a little bit of that away. It, it seems like, I mean, they're, they're definitely playing things fairly, fairly safe. You know, they're claiming it's player safety, but some of it is, I guess. You know, or now instead of there's no onside kicks, so you can uh, you can go for it. basically you can get the ball at your own 35 and have to convert like a, a long fourth down. They call it a fourth down, but if you don't get a certain amount of yards, you just give the ball to the other team in plus territory. Okay, these are all ideas that the NFL has been tossing around all year. 
So I really look at this league if it becomes Several successful years. like a play test. You know? Mm-hmm. Let, let's 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 tweak these things before we just drop them on the competition committees. So now we have a place where we can go and we can tweak things or play with. They have like the the sky judge, you know, the the eye in the sky who can overrule uh, bad calls like immediately. Um, interesting concept. I I'm still more on the side of just make everything reviewable. I I'm just nuclear on this one. Just give the coaches challenges and let them review anything he wants. So my experience with that one was in the game that I watched, the Memphis Birmingham game, and. It's so hilarious the way it played out. Um, Like almost nothing changed uh, because you can still fuck it up just like the NFL does. So what happened was people are gonna screw things up. I mean, that's the NFL's defense, right? Isn't that Roger Goodell's excuse? Humans are human. People are human. (laughs) Humans gonna human. Humans gonna human. Humans gonna human, huh? So someone on Birmingham made one of those catches that shouldn't have, that shouldn't have been a catch because it looked like it hit the ground, but they ruled it a catch. And Memphis uh, and Singletary challenged it. So they go to the guy in the booth. Now they got the the commentary team is still able to comment and say stuff while they're listening to the the booth guy. The commentary team is saying it's got to be overturned. That ball clearly at this point right here hit the ground. This, this is going to be an incomplete pass. They were, like, adamant and, and very confident about it. So then you listen to the replay guy, and you can hear him say right out loud to whoever, they're going to have to stay with the ruling on the field. I'm looking at a whole bunch of different angles here. I can't tell if that hit the ground or not. I don't know. I can't tell. They're, they're going to have to oh, keep it. Oh, no. And the, the, the announcers are like, oh, um, well, uh, uh, I, I guess it's gonna, I guess the call is going to stand. So it's just it, it's it's interesting a little bit, and it's a new little twist. You can listen to the guy basically tell everybody that he's blind and can't see what's right there in front of his face, but it's still a guy who's blind and can't see right what's right there in front of his face. So in well, that, that in that yeah. respect, it was just like the NFL. Well, just remember, if the NFL gets the best of the best, what's the AAF going to get? <laughs> um, even worse. <laughs> what's worse than Alberto Riveron? That's what they got. Oh, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Remember, oh, yeah. El Riverone is the best of the best. Just remember that, people. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the, the 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 my opinions on the uh, no PAT rule is not just that it takes away uh, of of variability uh, where you don't have the the possibility of seven points, you don't have the possibility of faking the PAT and getting to that way. Uh, it, it takes uh, some of that variance away. And then also just on an old school level, I don't know if I'm a fan of taking more uh, of the foot out of football. You already, um, you know, minimalize the kickers about as much as you possibly can. Uh, and now you're just going to, it feels like you're almost moving towards getting rid of kickers altogether. And then why would you call it football after that? Cause you, you got no foot basically after that, if you do that. Uh, right, so just I, give I, it a punt and make teams go for every fourth down, right? You get four chances, that's it. Yeah, it almost feels like the, they're trying to move towards getting rid of kickers and punters completely altogether out of the game of football, which just to me just – yeah, I don't think you need to go that far. I think that's a little too extreme for me. So, yeah, so it, but interesting. My, my, my viewing experience was that it was, it was all right for something that's on in the background. 
in this wasteland of sports that we are in right now, that is February. Perfect timing. Um, I what will, do you mean? That, that, that NBA I, All-Star game is going on right now. Come on. I don't, I don't care. I mean, the NBA <laughs> scoring right now is at All-Star levels already. I mean, you can pretty much right. get – that was always what made the All-Star game fun in the NBA was you knew you could get like a 140-130 game, but you get that every <laughs> night in the NBA now. They're doing that now in the regular season, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, remember when uh, like when we were young and the Bulls would score 100, wouldn't you win like a taco or a burger or something? <laughs> That's right. Well, now, that was back in the, in the bad boys days when it, it took yeah. to get to 100. You had to go through a war. Now 100's nothing. Right. They have a, there seems right. to have 100 in the third quarter. Regularly. The, the Warriors have 100 in the almost in, in halftime sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, so the, the the appeal of the All Star Game it's sort of not a not a big deal to me because there's so much exposure now with the NBA. You can see all these stars pretty much any time you want, seeing them all, and they all pretty much are trying to all play together on their own teams. Anyways, there's no They're all trying to create super teams. Game. Exactly. <laughs> That's why they yeah, but, changed the rules of, of East versus West. My wife didn't know that it was. Uh, team oh, it was LeBron like versus now. Team Giannis. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a pickup game. D- dumb. Uh, <laughs> well, that, this is this is is this any better than the the stupid hockey one with the USA versus the world one that they were doing? No, they're, they're all gimmicks. They're dumb. I mean, the, the, I don't. I didn't watch the Pro Bowl. I didn't watch the NBA All Star Game. I definitely am not watching the hockey All Star Game, and I'm not even all that crazy about watching the all-star game in baseball anymore because it used to be that was a big like area of pride it was also when we were kids the only chance that you would get to see the team's best player you know the best players from other teams because you had such limited exposure to to national coverage of baseball right it was also you probably had local you had your local team and your game of the week that you might get to see right another team played and you had your Cubs, your Sox and your, maybe your Braves, if he had TBS, that was about it for most people. So you, you just watching the all-star game was, you know, not just the pride of watching the, the player from your team, but seeing all these best players, especially from the other league, you know, being that I grew up watching the Cubs and the national league. So I knew all the national league. I didn't know a lot of the American league. So seeing all those players, it was a big, that's the big biggest part to me is that the, with the interleague play, you, anytime. yeah. You wouldn't see the the other league at all until the World Series, and now you see them all the time. So that that's the biggest right. part to me. That that's why the, um, the why the All Star Game isn't quite as special as it used to be. No, so I'm not. Uh, that's why I'm not watching the NBA All Star Game tonight. I, I was throwing it out there as a joke because I don't know why anyone will watch the NBA All Star Game or the Pro Bowl or the the NHL All Star Game. But no, because you, because we are in a sports wasteland. You're absolutely right. We, but we know it, that we know what February is. We, I, I don't uh, have any use for for February except for to to watch all these college basketball games that I taped trying to get ready for March Madness. So that's what I wound up doing now over the years is turning February into like cramming for for March Madness and watching as many college games as I can and taking notes on that. It, it's really not good for anything else as far as I'm concerned. No, so this is a perfect time of year for a, a minor league football league to to get a little to get a little play, and all four games play separate. 
So it's almost like an NFL playoff scenario. We're basically getting wild card weekend for 10 weeks because you're going to have basically every game is its own game. You're not getting all four games played at like one o'clock on Sunday. Oh, see, I didn't know it, that. I didn't know that they stagger oh, them out yeah. like that. No, it, okay. it is it is Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, Saturday uh, sun, Sunday evening, and Sunday night. The way it's been looking so far on the schedule, so these games are all the only game in town on the TV hmm. for that league. So it spreads that out a little bit more. We only have eight teams. Not not a bad way to do it. So there's gonna you know so you'll have six solid hours, seven solid hours of this on Saturday and Sunday over this sort of 10-week period that the league is going to uh, run through here. So it'd be interesting to see if it, if it catches on or, you know, the game I was one of the, the game I was watching yesterday, I think they were in Birmingham. And there were more people in the stands than I expected. I would not dare to even call the stadium. That's exactly what I was about to bring up. Or half full, but there were more people than I thought there would be. Exact. I was gonna say I have two other observations that I wanted to bring up, and that was absolutely one of them. Was from the game, the the one game that I watched, which was Memphis Birmingham uh, last weekend. Was that I was impressed by the enthusiasm and the size of the crowd because I didn't yeah. expect to to see them uh, see that many people there, and I didn't expect them to be that into the game, and that's what gives me. Uh, pause and thought that eh, maybe this league might be around a while, might not go away after a year or two. Uh, so I was going to actually ask you whatever games that you watched, did you notice the crowd and, and did you notice that they were uh, maybe uh, more excitable or, or cause what you, what you uh, bring from watching week two is you can tell me if it's, if it is really like the XFL, the XFL had a lot of buzz in week one. And right. by week two, it was already uh, – it had lost more than half its audience TV-wise from week one. And the, the, the crowds were also definitely starting to uh, wane and not be as enthusiastic by week two. It's, the XFL actually watched because, you know, it was a wrestling league. It was, league was trying to put on a, a, a it, it was it, Yeah, the XFL was fun to watch the first week, and then it was the – can't take your eyes off the train wreck after that. Yes, yes. I, I, all the way up to all the way up good. to the <laughs> big the all the way up to the big game at the end of the year. Yes, which the was big I game believe at the, the actual end. the big game at the Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> not the Super Bowl. Not the championship. I think I'd remember that. Huh? I, 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 I stunned myself something. The big game at the end. Yeah, it was memorable. It was a memorable title. It was title, so dumb. It was like, memorable it doesn't mean good. <laughs> no, it's just memorable. That's all. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess you, you answered the, the question I had about that. Was yeah. the, the, the crowd was uh, in Birmingham. Anyway, the, what about the other games that you watched? The other game I saw was the one today. I think they were in San Antonio. And, yeah, actually, I think I noticed the crowd noise. Well, Texas loves football. I don't think it matters where. Yeah. And you'll also notice that most of, other than Atlanta, most of these are markets that are large enough regional markets that I think that they're, they're, they're maybe football starved, where they don't get to go out to have the football experience. You have Memphis and Salt Lake City and, and San Antonio, which is a huge city. It's a basketball city, but you know clearly uh, a very large city, Orlando. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Orlando. Um mm-hmm. 
Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. You don't think of Birmingham. Just Birmingham, Alabama, even having a minor league NFL franchise or minor league football franchise, that's probably an exciting thing. What, what, what sports are there in Alabama? Quick. The double-A Birmingham Barons. Yeah, that's about it, right? So <laughs> I, I think it'll play better regionally than nationally, if that makes sense. No, I, I definitely understand that. Um, for for instance, here in Memphis, uh, it's kind of been surprising the number of newspaper articles, and we're one of like five people left in the city that still get the newspaper every Sunday. Um, <laughs> it's amazing how many articles are have been written in the lead up to this uh, to the AAF, sure. and, and are still being written even today about it, uh, even though the team uh, appears to be the drizzling shits. Uh, it, they are very. It, well, I say very excited. The coverage has been more than I would have thought, and it portrays a potential uh, excitement. Uh, and I did have there have been a couple of people at my job that asked about it and said, "Hey, check out that, that there's a new team in town, right? There's a new football team." So there, there's there's a little buzz. There's a there's a little buzz about it. Uh, not you know not crazy. Not they're not going. Uh, it's not like the Grizzlies at all. But it is a little bit of a buzz and Memphis is certainly one of those areas that, uh, and we've talked about that uh, many times on this show about the history of pro football yes. in Memphis, uh, as far as the Titans go, or it's a sad history. <laughs> the, 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 the Tennessee Oilers uh, in that, in that whole situation. So yes, to say the least Memphis is, would be stark for some pro football. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, as, as a means, uh, you know, it's kind of like a mechanism to rehabilitate a career, a guy who's been in the league, especially a guy who's like young, but he's out of the league and he wants to make a name for himself, maybe get an invitation to camp, you know. Yeah, Heisman Trophy running back, for instance. Yeah. You know, actually the game out, the, 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 the funny part was today when I actually had the double take reaction after I heard one of the names that they announced was there was a Ladarius Gunter sighting. Wow. Um, in the one league, he got hurt. But, you know, Ladarius Gunter, famously of the uh, uh, Green Bay Packers, who, who I believe still, when he closes his eyes at night, sees Julio Jones <laughs> in his dreams. Because... Oh, Actually, he, doesn't, he sees Julio Jones back in his dreams. He sees I don't the trail of Julio him. Jones leaving him behind in his dreams. <laughs> As he's laying he's on the smoke. flailing his arms at him. Oh, yeah. I mean, first of all, he never should have been in that position trying to cover you know, a top three receiver in the NFL. But yeah, I was like, Oh wait, did, did you just say, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've heard of him. So I've got, a, I've had a few of those. I've heard of him moments, you know? Mm -hmm. So that kind of keeps you going. Trent Richardson running over the Memphis team last week and apparently scored the game winning touchdown this weekend. I heard uh, Trent Richardson, who is a least valuable player winner. <laughs> if you could call it that uh, in our uh, honors and dishonors from a few years ago, after he basically like torpedoed the, the Colts franchise, I believe it was three yards a carry three yards yeah. per carry. So no, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm interested enough over the next few weekends. I, I hate to say it, but once spring training baseball gets underway, I will watch spring training baseball probably over the AAF. Um, just saying. 
No, there's zero but, shame in that. First of all, it's baseball, which is a real sport as opposed yeah. to the AAF. And second of all, you've got I, a vested monetary interest in I, keeping up with I, baseball. I do. I absolutely do. So um, the guy that I, I make reference every once in a while to the guy at my, my, my job who likes to, you know, uh, wager on sports. And I asked him, are you, gonna bet on, are you betting on these games? No, no. No, so he is he is not stooped <laughs> to the point yet of betting. Uh, I guess the degenerate tendencies end somewhere uh, to the point where everyone has their level. On, everyone, yeah, you know, tennis though apparently is not out of the realm, but the, the AAF is. I was just about to say, so I, I know where my level was when I was in my degenerate stage, and uh, I thought that was I, WNBA. I, I, did I bet on the WNBA? I can't even remember. I, I, I may remember have. I was asking if you had stooped yet to betting on the WNBA. I know I definitely was not a college of, women's uh, hockey. Throwing some money been. on throwing some money on Serena Williams at the Australian Open and staying up and watching some of that. I, I, I definitely <laughs> did some of that. The only reason you would stay up and watch tennis. The only reason, absolutely. Um, well, well, maybe not the only reason. Serena, you know, that's that's kind of my jam right there. But but that's just me. Um, no, I I saw that there were lines out for that for that AAF last week and this week, and I my mouth yeah. dropped like there's betting on that. How do you possibly right. know what? Especially in week one, uh, it's a right. completely new league. You've never heard of eighty percent of these rosters. How could you possibly have point spreads on itself? So if this, yeah, if this game, if this continues on, we totally need to pick these games next year. Now that it's no. two weeks in now, so we can't do it anymore. <laughs> but if this gets to a season two, we totally oh need to God. just pick these games just just for the old shits and giggles. Even oh. if we're doing it on Twitter, you know, <laughs> we don't have to do like the football party or anything. But I, I, I could see I could see having some fun with this. It would have to be just fun because I I can't let it get as serious as I got uh, picking these NFL games because if it does I'm gonna be getting divorced because I'm very <laughs> curious you know like you know how did Vegas react to the lines the second week was it the overreaction week like it was in the <laughs> NFL I'm very interested to see you know what what were the trends well this team is two zero that's that's it trends team has won two of their last games. Team team is one and zero at home and one and zero on the road. <laughs> Trend. <laughs> so, you know, if we were living in Vegas, we probably would be doing a show about the AF. It's a it would well, be a brand new thing. We could definitely stake ourselves out of position in the marketplace. The AAF podcast. Yeah, I don't think there's too many of those. There may no. be some. There probably is some. Yes, in much but, less uh, detail now with four AAF. <laughs> Oh God! Now more Christian Hackenberg. We down. have probably devoted more time on this show talking about the AAF <laughs> than most already. Yes. Well, we've watched. We've actually watched. I don't know there, how many there was. Watched. There was a quarterback playing for one of the teams who was just lighting it up, and I, I think his name was Gilbert. Okay. And. I was looking through today because I was trying to brush up a little because I knew we were talking about it. Apparently, through two weeks, he's like the passing leader in this league. Um, it, it could be we, you could end up with a guy playing through the season who kind of ends up like a like a Tommy Maddox type, right? Next Tommy Maddox. Yeah, I was just about to say that. So, 
the XFL did give us two professionals out of it. You know, it gave us Rod Smart, famously, he hate me. <laughs> and uh, Tommy Maddox, who was just Maddox. He, he did not buy into the whole. He was very workmanlike in the XFL. He just had his name on his jersey. He didn't have time for all those shenanigans. He didn't, no. didn't need no nickname. <laughs> He's just Maddox. No, that but, uh, reminded me when you yeah. uh, when you say about a guy lighting up uh, somebody. That reminds me of the, actually the second uh, part that I wanted to bring up and ask you about is, did you notice the rule change on defense about the blitzing, or or do you even know about that? I do about know the, about it. It's very convoluted to the point where you yeah. can actually get called for an illegal defense in the yep. NFL. Uh, don't like that one. Uh, <laughs> don't no good. Certain, don't like uh, that. Why don't they just do what we did in high school and have the guy stand back there and, you know, count one, to five. 1,000 to 1,000. And then he can rush. <laughs> Basically, you're back there. I remember the guys would be back there doing, like, the jumping jacks, counting to five, right? And then yeah. when they get to five or seven, then they'd rush the quarterback. Just do that. Because, that, no, that rule is dumb. That one I, I don't think is going to. Yeah, the, the illegal defense. No, illegal defense uh, was hard enough to remember in the NBA. Yeah, I can't believe I read about that uh, about the blitzing, but I did read yeah. uh, they they somewhere that they broke down exactly what you can and can't do. You like can't, basically, you can't send more than five guys, and I believe right. every guy who rushes can't be less than or more than two yards off the line. So no, none of these safety blitzes or any of that stuff. So they're trying to keep it simple. I don't think they're trying to overly confuse these quarterbacks or, or come up with all these crazy defensive schemes. I don't know. Maybe they're just trying not to give guys running head starts at the quarterback either. And also no uh, overloading. You can't rush more than like three people from one side and stuff like that. Um, right. So, yeah, they're – they clearly want the uh, the offense to to shine, and they clearly want what if if the quarterback has any talent, they want him to be able to uh, to dis- yes. to dis- to display it. Well, and even with that, Hackenberg still yeah, I was, sucks. I was about to say, in a league that's starting Christian Hackenberg, you need all the help you can get. But no, when I read that rule and I I, I got the whole gist of it, I was like, that that just no. Some of them I understand. That one I did not like. You should be the, the whole point of playing defense is pretty much stop the other team from scoring. If you want to zero blitz the quarterback because he's terrible and can't pick it up, do it. <laughs> yeah, I think I agree with you there. Yeah, as bad as Hagenberg is, oh, let's go to his backup, and then you realize his backup was Zach Mettenberger. Well, we I guess we can't play him. Well, what? <laughs> he's, worse, all. he's worse than Hagenberg. That's a whole lot of losing between those two. So, yeah, so you see why I got turned off of the product after their week one because that's my team. That's my the, that's at my. Least had the, at least Mettenberg had the Tennessee connection with the the Titans, right. former Titan. Yeah, uh, Hackenberg just had the I used to play in the league connection, and you can see why he doesn't anymore. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm okay if this becomes the D League. I'm okay with that. You may have convinced me to give it another spin, and I won't be oh, watching a, okay. a Memphis game if I do, because apparently uh, they're not good. <laughs> I have to find out who's actually decent in this league and, and pick that up. That that uh, that would be uh, uh, actual entertainment to watch a team that's actually decent at this. Yeah, I'll tell you here because uh, let me go through it here today. The game I was watching was the Orlando San Antonio game which actually ended up as a final of 37 to 29. 
So okay, way way better than the the twenty six to nothing drubbing that you watched <laughs> uh, last week, and also way better than the Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, that game was terrible. Oh, <laughs> man. We got spoiled. We got so many great Super Bowl games in the last 15, 20 years. And then that 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 shit was just the worst. Oh. Right. You know, that's why when I was having that, we had the discussion on the show and I said, even the blowout Super Bowls, I preferred that because, you know, you knew you were watching something great, right? Yeah. You, that, I that was watching, not great. I wasn't watching any greatness. Uh, there were no goats on the field in that game. I'm sorry. Although if the again, only if the only talking point if the only talking point coming out of that famous. game if the only t- the only talking point coming out of that game is that this cements the Hall of Fame legacy of Julian Edelman you had a <laughs> shitty Super Bowl you're watching the goat go you're watching the goat pass to the to the other goat to the greatest wide receiver in New England history apparently I I don't know oh yeah it it hurts. It still hurts. It's been a few weeks. It's going to take us a while to get over this one, isn't it? Uh, A couple weeks. It feels like a a lot longer than that. It's only two two short weekends ago, two short Sundays ago. Yeah, that was just a terrible, terrible Super Bowl. But uh, and the only thing coming out of that that would uh, be a good thing for me would be the Patriots winning, which uh, gave me the season win over you and gave me the win in the uh, the. Uh, the 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 website uh, that I'm still trying to get in contact with the uh, oh sure uh, pick watch NFL pick watch yeah. website uh, and the update on the that tomorrow <laughs> the up the update on that is nothing still I, I actually contacted uh, in their forum and just asked a simple question you know do you does is there going to be a prize for the person who won the league and this was uh, was Friday yeah last Friday. So uh, over a week ago that I contacted them, and not only uh, no response, but when you go under uh, the actual message, it says uh, pick watch, and it it has uh, some sort of drop-down box as to when they read it, and it still says pick watch unread. They oh. haven't even. They went on. Uh, they went to the to the Bahamas or Bermuda or something after this season ended. Uh, that Super Bowl put such a bad taste in their mouths. They just got the hell out of Taj. They don't even. They're, they're not dealing with the website. They're not looking at it. They're not bothered with it at all. They're just not there. So I don't know when they're going to see that message or whatever. But uh, no, no response from them. And apparently they're not even. Uh, they're not around to to look at their messages or anything. Or they're oh, just ignoring well, next, me. Next Saturday night, your your Memphis Express are are playing at Orlando, which is uh, by the by by all the measurements that I've seen so far, the best team in the uh, league. Uh, that's next oh, no. Saturday night on NFL Network at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central. Oh, well, you got a little promo in for him. It sounded very professional. Go. Well, I was trying to get you to, you know, get excited uh, to watch. We're, we won't be watching that one. We'll be doing our Oscars show. <laughs> ah, I'll have to have it on in the game. background while we're on the Oscars show. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know how much oh, of that I, I'll I don't be know watching I, at I don't all. Think I've I don't think I've seen any of the movies. Now, I always know movies because I always follow stuff with movies, but I haven't really – I don't think I've seen any of the best picture 
nominated movies. I don't go to the movies that often. So it's funny that we always do an Oscar show, but I do know enough about movies to understand like who's in them and what they're about and you know. Right. No, we we That's why we have we know that's why we have Dave have movie a show. expert. That's why I do it. that's why we have Dave. Dave is yeah. uh, Dave loves loves movies, loves Oscars, uh goes out of his way to see every movie that's nominated, uh not even for our show just because he loves movies that much. So he will have uh, all the information you could possibly want about the actual movie because he will be the one that's actually seen them all. Uh, for the third year in a row, I've actually seen a, a movie nominated this year. I, I, I did see Black Panther. Um, oh. And also, uh, one of the movies I, I, I nominated... Have, I, was, I, I didn't know if I was going to... Go ahead. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll cut in when you're done. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm gonna go off the rails here. I, I, you're, gonna, uh, you're gonna hang me up. Yeah, but it's okay. I'm gonna talk about that for a minute. I'm gonna gird myself for that one. Um, no, it's not that bad actually. I think you'll appreciate okay. my angle. All right. Um, I was just gonna bring up that one of the movies nominated for the first time ever is something that neither one of us have any excuse to not see because we don't have to leave the fucking house. Because a Netflix movie. Uh, called Roma uh, is one of yeah. the movies that's nominated, and I will sit down some point next, uh, some point in the next week. I will sit down and watch the movie. I, def- wow. I meant to do it tonight, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll see. It. It's it's right here. It's it's right there. I just turn the TV on and watch it. I have no excuse. So yeah, I'll, I'll give it a spin. Yeah, so, uh, so you know what? We had our show, and I had pointed out all the social progress that we had made about Patrick Mahomes. We didn't have to point out the fact that he was black, right? Yeah, and 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 you were like stunned that that I caught the angle for change. <laughs> the ang- so so now I'm going to show you how we haven't progressed, right? As a city, why can you not have an African American superhero without black in his, his name? <laughs> you're you're starting to break up a little bit. Uh, they're they're about to cut you off for this angle that you're taking, but but go on. So you have so you have Black Panther, and around the same time or a year or two ago, they had a, a on like the CW or one of those stations. Yep. There was a black superhero called Black Lightning. Yep. Um. If so, so does that mean like if you know if we had a like a like a like a black guy playing Thor, would he just become Black Thor? He could be Black Thor, absolutely. Or Black Iron Man. Come on, people. <laughs> Can you just be a superhero? And not have black in the name because you're black. We don't. We don't have white Iron Man, right? <laughs> that's my. That's you. You've answered your own question. You already know the answer. Right. Although you Black have... Widow is a redheaded chick, so I don't know what they're following their own rules. That should be. That should be. You know, redhead, redhead widow. <laughs> Red... <laughs> Irish widow. Ginger widow. Um, you know why? <laughs> a new character. You know why they have to put. You know why they have to put black in those things. If you have a superhero that doesn't have black in front of it, then white people won't know that it's black. You have to know. You can't have them walking. You can't have them take their kids into a theater to watch a superhero movie, and you got black people running around being. Like, What's this? You gotta warn them. Come on. What's this movie you called? Can't do that. What's this movie called? Panther. Oh, Panther! All right, let's, oh, let's watch this. What, yeah, okay. What, what, just do it black. <laughs> I'm out of here. You you can't do that to those people. Popcorn goes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe my child is watching this garbage. What? <laughs> the 
reaching over, shielding their kids' eyes. What is this? <laughs> Go to the, to the front desk. I, thought, I need to talk I, to the manager. Said, How could you? When they said Wakanda, run? I thought they meant Wakanda, right outside of Chicago. <laughs> no. That's oh. Walking. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> Got to warn these people. Come on, man. Yeah. So, no, I, yeah, not, not as bad as I'm sure you were expecting, but that's just the tendency I've noticed is that anytime <laughs> you have a superhero who happens to be black, black something has to be in the title. Uh, have you read the list of the of the movies that's nominated for Best Picture? I have. It's too there's long. Two black. Well, no, there's two black movies in there. You know how you know there's two black movies in the in that listing? Is, is there's a color in the title? Exactly. Because yeah. you can't just have Klansmen. You got to have black Klansmen. Yeah, and Green Book is also a color. That but didn't that get nominated to be as a black well? Person. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, you got to have a, a color in there to indicate. Yeah, so hey. so all the progress that we had attained in the last show, or yeah. in the honors and dishonors, so now it's all gone. It's all been pissed away. Just throw it right out the window. Yeah. So so yeah, immediately as soon as as soon as a, you know, as, as soon as a as soon as a black actor takes over a role, let's we got to put black in the title because otherwise <laughs> people won't know. That's exactly right. You you cannot let people think that there's just normal people in these movies. You got to let them know there's black people in here. All right. <laughs> got to let them know. Unfortunately, that's, so, that's, that's I do see these things. I, I see this stuff. I'm like, ah, wait a minute. Why can't he just have a normal superhero name like everybody else? Why is he got it? You know, uh, well, clearly he's you know black. Why. He's clearly you already black. know why. We don't need to be told that. <laughs> Some people do. Uh, Some people do. Some people. And there I go you the straw man again. Some people, <laughs> that's right. You people need to be warned. <sighs> so, yeah, just just something I wanted to casually point out because it seemed like we had Black Lightning and Black Panther kind of both around the same time, and the other one was was just as bad, where it was this guy with like the electrical powers and stuff like that, and oh, he's black. <laughs> we got to call him Black Lightning. Someone, someone clearly has not enough pride that the paycheck matters that much. That, that, that they would that that's who sells out right there. You're just like, wait, can I just be lightning? Why do I have to be black lightning? Oh, the dude's not white lightning. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Horner, wherever you are. <laughs> uh, uh, it's. Uh... I really do think it's because you you really have to let people know you you go into a comic book store and you just see you know the, you see lightning or something like that and you pick it up and you don't notice wait a minute there's, there's something a little different about this comic book um, yeah I think it, I think it's where it starts I think you you start in that world of the of the comic book people and those people those uh, people. <laughs> So, come on, think about those people. I mean, is they're, it they're... is it pandering or is it derogatory? I mean, is it trying to is it trying to bring in the black audience by just telegraphing like, hey, look, it's Black Panther. There's black people in it. All you people, all, all the black people who don't like Marvel movies and comic book movies can now go see one because someone who looks like you is black in, it. in it. It's pandering. No, I I'm, I wasn't joking. I, it's a warning to. Other people oh, okay. that this is 
not this, this is not what you're used to. This is different. Okay. Okay. You saw Black Panther. I saw Black Panther. Me and a lot Have of other any of the other Marvel movies. No. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> they got my money. It worked. It, it worked. <laughs> I didn't go because I heard it was a good movie. I go, I went because I heard it had black in it. <laughs> it was, it's almost was it? It's like mind control. You're just like, must I? I feel like Reggie Jackson in Naked Gun, right? I must kill the queen. <laughs> if you get that reference, I hope you did. But I, I got it. I've, I've, okay. I've heard of I've heard of the scene. I still haven't seen the movie. I heard it's funny. Oh. Um Yes, so that was, yeah, Reggie Jackson trying to murder the Queen of England. It's quite amusing, actually. That's <laughs> <laughs> also in a movie that features OJ as an actor, so then you know it's like a whole yeah. other level of funny, right? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I heard Black Panther was a very, very good movie, very well done, yes. and that's why I went to go see it. It wasn't because it had black in the in the title, for okay. God's sake. No, I, I, um, I'm just giving you a hard time. I was just yeah, testing I your. I was testing you on the mar- the Marvel scale here. You know, they've only been doing well, these movies for ten years, two or three a year. I understand. It's just not. That I've one, never that one been went into up for best picture. I would be interested to see if it won. Um, Is there zero I, chance it's going to win? I. <laughs> I I want to see it because the whole the whole hyperbolic it's the best uh, superhero movie ever. I want to see if is this truly the best superhero movie ever, or is this a, the social justice best movie ever? Meaning that they're saying it to pander, which no, wait, you the, know there's an element to that. Because I don't know, it's gonna be really hard to top the Dark Knight. I'm sorry. Were there people That's actually hard. saying that it was the best oh, superhero yes. movie ever? Or was it some I'm not talking some saying? people. This is not straw oh, okay. man. I have heard this. Mm. You know, well, it's up for best picture. Oh my god, it's up for best picture. It's got to be like, uh. and for most people who I know who like like all the Marvel movies, they're like, yeah, it was a good movie. Right. I didn't get the oh my god, it's the <laughs> <laughs> you know kind of like what 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 you got back when when Dark Knight came out. Because I'm assuming you've seen that, right? I think I did, actually. The Batman one? That, with, with Heath, that's the Heath one that Ledger was, and Yeah, yeah, I, I did see that. It was, uh, it was filmed in Chicago. It was actually filmed. It was. Uh, part of it, the, the, the newscaster studio scene was filmed at the job that I was working at the time. They shut that's down the job funny. for a few days and, 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 and filmed funny. it at that front desk. So, so as far as as far as I go with like the superhero movies, that's sort of like the top of the pyramid. That's like the gold standard for superhero movies. So it's gonna be very hard for me to see another one because I've seen most of the Marvel movies. I've been out on the last several because I realized like seven years into this ten year thing that it's all the same movie. Yeah, it, it's 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 origin story, set up the plot, everybody have a big fight, some blue beam is going to shoot into the atmosphere, put the earth at risk, and then everybody's going to defeat the bad guy at the end, and it's just going to be rinse and repeat just with different characters. So I'd be very curious to see if Black Panther is is different than all the other Marvel movies, because the Marvel movies are very much the same. So you saw Black Panther, right? You've seen all the Marvel movies. <laughs> I was just about to say, spoiler alert, it's not any different. No. <laughs> so if I just described the plot <laughs> And in a nutshell, yes. what happened in Black Panther to you, you have now seen yes. 
every Marvel movie. You do not need to see Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy. You don't need to see any of them. Doctor Strange, you don't need to see any of the movies because I pretty much described for you in a nutshell, including the Avengers, every Marvel movie. And, and it's, it's very formulaic. It's, now, maybe they did the formula it's kind of why better. I'm not into it. Yeah, yeah, I was in on it early when it was new because they hadn't really done it that way before where they had this like this thing. And right up to the Avengers, when they went through the first run up and then they had the Avengers, I was in. And then they went through what they called like the second phase. And now they're in like phase 47 or whatever <laughs> it is now. But it, it, all it is is just piling on more characters. So eventually they can have the big mashup movie, which the last one with the last Avengers movie was like two movies. They haven't even put out the second one yet. Um, but that's what this is all. That's what this all is. This is it. So it's basically just become a marketing machine and it's, it's, it's like an engine for just making money, but they literally just make the same movie over and over and over. So it's pretty funny that you just told me that I described the plot of black Panther to you without me actually knowing the plot of black Panther. Pretty much it. With black people. With black people. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's pretty much it. Now, I've heard it's a very good movie, though, so I'm not trying to diminish the movie at all. I've heard it's very right. good. Like, of all the 30 or whatever movies Marvel has done, that this is, like, definitely, like, of in the top tier. Because even through all of this, they've had their hits, and they've had, they've had some bad ones. There have been some really bad ones in all of this. Because, it, again, just because you have this, like, Law and Order is the same formula for every episode. And there's good ones and there's bad ones, right? The Marvel Universe has basically become the law and order of of movies. You know, at the you know every show is going to start as a body behind a dumpster. The cops are going <laughs> to screw something up that's going to get thrown out in court, right? Yeah. I mean, you just know you got all your beats, and every movie's going to hit them, and just like every episode of Law and Order hit every beat, but it didn't stop you from watching Law and Order. Why did you do that illegal search? Well, <laughs> I may, uh, it's inadmissible. It's out. The tape is right. out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's standard procedure, lady. That's what cops do. Well, you just got the evidence <laughs> thrown out, so I hope you're happy. Yes, there's, there's yes. Rikers Island, 8.37 p.m. It would always say something like that at the bottom of the screen. You've watched enough Law & Order, you know. Oh, you, yeah. You know, if you, if you live in New York, or you've watched Law and Order, you know what Rikers Island is. That's just basically how it goes. And you know, that's because it's just and mindless, then, and it's, you know, right. you get to turn your brain every, off for an hour. Every third or fourth episode of Law and Order, somebody would be found not guilty and then get shot in the very next day. <laughs> right outside the oh court. My God. You bastard! Pop, pop, pop! Right. <laughs> that was like every third or... You couldn't do it every episode, but it was like every third or fourth. Or... Something would happen, and then they'd get the phone call, make a sad face, and then they'd go to an apartment, and there'd be a dead body. Oh, that's right. So yes, so so the law. So yes, I don't know how many people on on the radio, folks, you're going to get this type of deep analysis comparing the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe to Law and Order, but I just did it. Yeah, that's every uh, criminal case in which the guy gets sprung. Uh, I turn to my wife and go, you know, if this was Law and Order. He'd be shot by the family member right now. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> yeah. Right on the steps of the courtroom, and then yep. Sam Waterston would say something pithy, and they'd all walk away laughing. Blood on the stairs, and the guy's <laughs> on. 
got the overhead shot, and then they go to the pits. <laughs> Produced by Dick Wolf. I want to see. Does it say that after you know when when Black Panther ends? Does it just say you know produced by Dick Wolf? Because that would be perfect. Might as well. Oh man. Might as well. So, <laughs> so Black Panther is on Netflix. So maybe I will. Oh, maybe okay. I will make the uh, effort uh, to try and see it. I'm off work the next few days here. My wife's actually out of town um, at a seminar or conference or something for a, a couple few days here. So I'm, it's just me and the kids. Uh, for a few days, so maybe maybe I'll treat the kids to Black Panther. Can the kids watch it? Uh, sure. Okay. If they can I watch, watch, the, they can watch the other Wonder Marvel Woman. ones, then yeah. My, no, my daughter watched Wonder Woman, which yeah. was I was stunned because we watched it on New Year's Eve two years ago, not two years, but two New Year's Eves ago, right? So it is it was quite violent, <laughs> and she sat through oh. the whole thing, like two and a half hour movie. My son fell asleep at nine o'clock. We were like, yeah, my, my daughter wasn't going to make it all the way through. She stayed up like till 1030. She was just enthralled watching Wonder Woman. But <laughs> I mean, yes, it was violent, but it was cartoony violence, right? It yeah, was like yeah. somebody gets shot. There's not like the, the blood squibs or anything like that. Or right. Flying off. I mean, it was pretty much like people would be getting shot and it was just like the old timey movies and they get, they just fall over. Right. You know, they they the got shot back in the day week. and there's no blood. Yeah, most of the Marvel movies are that way. It's generally bloodless violence. I mean, that's the only way you're going to get a PG-13 or a PG rating. So, of course, yeah, can't have Quentin Tarantino producing Marvel movies. Can't <laughs> we? Should that would be different? I would Black watch more Panther, Marvel movies if they were Black Panther Unchained. I was just about to say we've seen that's... Quentin Tarantino do a Marvel movie, and it was Django Unchained. We we basically have <laughs> that's seen got that. that's got Samuel Jackson in it too. Motherfucker! Yeah, that, that was that. Well, he's in all these Marvel movies. He is. Oh is yeah. He the same motherfucker. No. Oh. He should. Yeah, that would that would spice he it should. up. He wasn't in Black Panther. How can Samuel Jackson not be in Black Panther? I don't know. I mean, I uh, I remember being so bad, like when I had cable and Directv when when they had like Black Stars. Do they still have the Black Stars channel? Yeah, I think they do, actually. We were, because uh, I remember I was scrolling through the stations and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. And I'd realize it's on Black Stars. I'm like, what? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot that Samuel L. Jackson's in Jurassic Park. And he's the only <laughs> black guy in the movie. And he's in the movie for about eight minutes. And he dies. And apparently that was all you that's needed enough. to get Jurassic Park onto the Black Stars channel. That's enough. That's a true story. True story. No, I believe it because I, I just did that like literally the other day that I was scrolling through the channels and came across Stars Black and saw some movie that I was like, is there is there a black person that, in that movie yeah. at all? Oh, I, look, I don't in, in the one scene, there's this car chase, <laughs> and if you look in the background, there's a black guy walking across the street. Black Stars. <laughs> black Stars. Oh, wait, what Goldberg's in there for three minutes. It's got to be on Stars Black. I, I don't. I, I just did that. Like, how uh, how is that on Black yeah. on, on Stars? And, Black? The funny part was I just saw. I was watching it. I just put on Jurassic Park. I'm watching Jurassic yeah. Park. I didn't pay attention to what station it was on. And then I'm like, I hit the thing, and it was just like, you know, look, you know, oh wait, I'm what Black Stars? What? <laughs> and then I realized, oh yeah, Samuel Jackson's in this. <laughs> he is literally the only black guy in that movie. That's a, that that I, I, movie's about as white as it can get. I remember I watched Jurassic Park. 
You've seen Jurassic Park, so I'll give you credit for that. Cause that's a good movie. But Samuel Jackson gets his, well, you don't see him. You actually don't see him die, but they find his arm, so it's implied. Yes, you can death. infer from that. that he could that he be running him, around uh... the island with one arm, for all we know. <laughs> Then... <laughs> that's the cut that'll... scene that was the director's cut the director's cut is also him I'm tired of all these motherfucking dinosaurs <laughs> on this motherfucking island so you have uh, dinosaurs on a plane um, it, would be, it could be another <laughs> be another movie if he's running around with one arm we could have uh, we could have black fugitive we could have uh, Tommy Lee Jones chasing him and looking for the for the black one armed man they already had that though they did that with Wesley Snipes. they had black fugitive yeah they did that oh. the, the sequel <laughs> U.S. Marshal the sequel to fugitive was uh, U.S. Marshals yeah that's right so that was the one where the same group of people with Tommy Lee Jones from the fugitive are hunting Wesley Snipes and it's the exact same movie as the fugitive yeah I didn't remember for- that. Because they didn't call it Black Fugitive, so therefore I, it, just, it slipped my mind. But that would have been better. Yes. Right. We need to make yeah. a sequel to The Fugitive because that made a lot of money. But we're going to do it with Wesley Snipes. What should we call it? And I guarantee you as they were going around the room, somebody said, Black Fugitive? <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they probably weren't joking. Right. They got a lot of laughs when they said it, but they probably weren't joking. <laughs> And they uh, that, no, that probably was on the cut like, list. <laughs> that was probably on the cut list. Now, let's just go with U.S. Marshals. Yeah, the story's more about them, right? You know, because obviously the fugitive in the first movie was Harrison Ford. He's a white guy, but now we need to make the story about the people who were chasing the fugitive, and we can't do that because he's black. So we're just going to call this U.S. Marshals. That's a very generic title. This movie's going to bomb. Go. Can and I ask a question? Yeah. Uh, if the fugitive in this movie is black, and we call it U.S. Marshals, how are they going to know that the fugitive is black? Uh, well, we're not we going to focus movie, on that. If we call the movie The Fugitive 2, they're going to assume that the black guy is innocent. We wouldn't want that. So we're going to call this U.S. Marshals. <laughs> the Fugitive <laughs> 2 Electric executive. Boogaloo. <laughs> I was actually sitting here with my pen doing phony writing. As I was doing that, I was actually acting it out. As so, you know, it's a little late, and we probably need to, to shut this down. <laughs> Our little, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I probably ruined it by doing this conversation without Dave, the movie expert. But I have a feeling we may be revisiting <laughs> next week when we get to Black Panther. Right. As soon as we get to that yeah, I'll be topic, like, let me run by you here. We had a very yeah, deep and meaningful conversation on our last show about this. <laughs> it ended in a giggle loop and us ending uh-huh. the show. Yes. Uh, as soon as that topic comes up with Dave, we'll definitely remember to uh, to go back to this and then revisit it and get some, some more opinions and some fresh opinions from Dave about it all. So, yes, I will oh, try boy. to make it a point this week to watch uh, to watch Black Panther. I did not know I could watch Roma like right now on Netflix. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. It, it never went to the theaters. The, I believe it's the How first does that movie work? ever. How... Wouldn't that be a a cable movie or TV? But yeah, that, I, I was thinking the same thing. But no, it's it's a movie movie apparently. I it guess. had to have shown. I, I I'm guess. guessing it had to have gotten gotten. It probably got some kind of theatrical run 
It had to have. It had to have gone to like a film festival or like a Sundance or Toronto film. It had to have gone somewhere and shown theatrically. I don't think you could have a movie just be a Netflix movie like like Bird Box or any of those it, go up it, for it, Best Picture. It may have went to a film festival. Well, but I bet you I know who's going to know the answer I, to that. I know oh, who will oh, know yeah. the answer to that question. Now, Dave, the movie expert, will know the answer to that question. That if this movie has had any type of a theatrical run. Um, Because I do remember seeing a trailer for Roma where it talked about all the awards it was winning, you know. And usually Mm -hmm. those are related to film festival type awards. So I'm thinking that this is just not a Netflix exclusive. Because that would open up a whole can of worms, right? Right. But that's what I, I... Thought it was. I thought it. I thought it was like Bird Box, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely recon, reconnoiter next, next weekend and, and figure all that out and, and have the, the we'll straight. Be, we'll be play. light. We'll be. We'll, we'll, you and I will be the ones wearing the blindfolds going down the rapids next week because we don't <laughs> actually. We don't actually see these movies. Right. Mostly. And we'll try to except for we'll Black try to survive like. Except for well, it, it had black in it, so I had to see it. I didn't see Black Clansman though. I, I wasn't really interested. But uh, but I did you see don't, Black Panther. You don't like your you don't like your Spike Lee joints. I respect the hell out of Spike Lee joints. There's something visceral about black about the title Black Klansman. I was like, what? What is that? What the hell could that possibly? Yeah, no, I think from, I'm gonna pass. Well, on that. I've seen the so I always make it a point to at least watch the trailers for all the movies that are up for Best Picture, and I have to say I've seen them all. I will you know, do this uh, in, the, in the in the coming week. I will do that as well. Yeah, I've seen all the trailers for all the movies that were up. We already talked about A Star is Born. Like, you could have paid me real money, and I would have never guessed in a million years that was Lady Gaga. So, she looked normal. I. <laughs> don't we sound out of touch with the times? <laughs> she looked normal. She, she looked like a woman. Um, yeah, wow. no, I was I was surprised at that too. But. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do all the uh, the trailers as well, and also the best actor and best actress trailers and, and all of that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Roma on Netflix, and it's like the, apparently the the odds on favorite as well. So that's definitely something I, also. I, yeah, so I've heard good things about it. I mean, I've heard good things about most of the movies. It was very rarely that just a dog crap movie goes up for best picture. Now that Although Harvey Weinstein's not in this anymore. Now, now the Weinsteins are out of banging their way to Oscars, you know. Uh, so, yeah, as a whole, as a whole other topic. So, so what? Uh, what are we at next? Are we next Saturday? Yeah, Saturday night, Not, nine o'clock central. Next Saturday, nine p.m. Yes, the only show I ever missed was last year's Oscar show. I will definitely make it a point to be there. Yeah, I've been laughing. Good. I've already, I've already been like dealing with a cold, so I haven't been feeling that great today. Like my stomach is just a mess, and like all this laughing in the last like twenty thirty minutes has just <laughs> given me like the biggest freaking headache. So I'm gonna go take, I'm gonna go take some 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 migraine headache uh, pills, and I'm gonna go hit the sack. That sounds good, and I'll have to get ready to get ready to go to work tomorrow very quickly. Very quick turnaround for me. He is. Sam Dredd has been Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of a much less detailed podcast. Thank you all for listening, and come back and join us next weekend, next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Central, for the Oscars preview show, the 91st Academy Awards. We will talk to you then.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.